It is no exaggeration to say that one of the tippy-top biggest perks of living where we live is the dark sky. I feel so lucky when I walk outside my house at night to grab something from the car, and I glance up, and boom, the Milky Way splashed from horizon to horizon. Clouds of stars. Compare that to any city where it's not like that. Dark skies, even here, are under threat. One Adirondack community is working to protect them. That's today's Story of the Day. Support for Story of the Day comes from the St. Lawrence County Community Development Program, now accepting applications for the Head Start program to prepare children ages 3 to 5 for school, online at slccdp.org slash head dash start. Hey, I'm David Summerstein. It's Tuesday, January 30th. First up, the Adirondack Rail Trail is getting another big influx of state cash. Governor Kathy Hochul announced the project will receive $13 million to help finish the trail between Saranac Lake and Tupper Lake. Emily Russell has the details. Governor Hochul was in Lake Placid last week to promote her budget priorities. She also announced funding that's already been secured for the Adirondack Rail Trail, which runs from Lake Placid to Tupper Lake. 34 miles to take you through paradise. Who can say no to that? Uh, it's extraordinary. The first phase of the rail trail was finished late last year. Crews completed the 10-mile stretch between Lake Placid and Saranac Lake. This year, they'll shift their focus to the remaining 24 miles to Tupper. The recent influx of state money will help pay for trail construction, as well as upgrades to the former Saranac Lake train depot, which is located right along the rail trail in the village. The $13 million for the rail trail comes from the Environmental Bond Act that voters approved back in 2022. One project that Hochul is trying to secure funding for is to repave the Adirondack Lodge Road, which leads to the most popular trailhead in the state. We'll tap into the Environmental Protection Fund to resurface uh, the Adirondack Lodge Road, the gateway of the high peaks, we'll make sure that's in pristine condition. That project would cost $1.2 million and is part of Hochul's proposed state budget. The final state spending plan is due by April 1st. Emily Russell, North Country Public Radio, Lake Placid. Governor Kathy Hochul is proposing in her state budget to increase the temporary disability leave benefit for injured workers. It would be the first time that happens in 35 years. As Karen DeWitt reports, the proposal would also give parity with the state's paid family leave program. Temporary disability leave is for New Yorkers who are unable to work for a period of time due to an injury or illness that occurred outside of their job. The benefit is also eligible for people with pregnancy-related conditions. The maximum amount of money paid to a worker per week has been $170 for 35 years. When taxes and other expenses like Social Security contributions are taken out, the weekly amount is considerably lower. State Senator Jeremy Cooney says that amount is not enough for a household to pay their bills, and it needs to be raised. He's sponsoring legislation to do that. This benefit has not been updated since 1989. I always joke, that's when Taylor Swift was born, right? Cooney says he's delighted that Governor Hochul has incorporated many of the bill's provisions into her state budget. Hochul wants to increase the maximum weekly benefits over five years and eventually tie it to the statewide average weekly wage. That's currently over $1,700. Cooney says it will be easier to make the change if it's part of the state's multi-billion dollar spending plan. We're pretty excited that we're seeing 
seeing this issue become elevated. Cooney says most people aren't aware of how little the benefit pays until they need it. In Albany, I'm Karen DeWitt for the New York Public News Network. Bass fishing tournaments on the St. Lawrence River have generated about $140 million in revenue for the region. That's according to Don Meisner, the director of fishing and tourism for the town of Messina. Meisner's recent comments at a town board meeting were reported by North Country Now. Professional bass fishing tournaments frequently make stops along the St. Lawrence River, a spot that often ranks among the top bass fishing locations in the country. Messina is set to host the last stop of the bass fishing professional tour over six days in the beginning of August. That tournament tends to attract tens of thousands of visitors to the region. Dark skies are becoming increasingly rare. A recent American Astronomical Society study found that light pollution has increased by about 10 percent in just the last decade. The Adirondack Park is one of the last dark sky strongholds left in the eastern United States. As Amy Fireisel reports, Lake Placid is trying to make sure it stays that way. If you look at a light pollution map of the United States, there are very few dark pockets left in the country, and just two east of the Mississippi, northern Maine and the Adirondack Park. To safeguard that resource, Lake Placid's Development Commission created a dark sky committee to look at light pollution issues. John Winkler is the chair of that committee. He says it sent him down a lighting rabbit hole, and it gives him a lot of hope. You know, unlike air pollution or water pollution, where things build up and then it's really hard to reverse. The best you can kind of hope to do is, you know, get to a a leveling off. With light pollution, it's actually super simple to reverse. For example, imagine a parking lot light fixture that floods neighboring houses. All you got to do is put some shielding on that and you're still lighting up the parking lot. But now you've saved that person's, um, you know, light trespass issue. Winkler says less intrusive lighting and darker skies would be a boon for local residents and could also be a real selling point for Lake Placid as a destination. If people care about seeing the night sky and and the stars and the Milky Way, um, you know, this is a natural place for them to go if they live on the East Coast. Some communities out West even market their dark skies. The Colorado Plateau has generated billions of dollars worth of night sky-oriented tourism. Of course, that's still a ways off. These days, Lake Placid's Dark Sky Committee thinks about replacing bulbs, shielding floodlights, and getting lighting systems on timers. Their first efforts have been focused on education. Nobody really thought about it or thinks about it. And so there's lots and lots of low-hanging fruit to change the dynamic without negatively impacting people's lives. They've made handouts about dark sky lighting principles and are giving them to local construction companies and contractors. They've started talking with the business community and are hoping to get charts explaining how to pick the right LED bulb into local retail stores. Because once you're aware of it, it becomes very simple. You know, every time you replace bulbs outside, you can make a big difference, right? The committee is making recommendations to the town and village boards. One of those recommendations will be to pursue getting Lake Placid certified as a dark sky community by the International Dark Sky Association. There are only 40 dark sky communities in the entire U.S., and it's the Lake Placid Committee's pie-in-the-sky goal. 
we thought this would be a good, you know, kind of target to set an, an ambitious target, um, but a target that we could set that would give us, you know, some third party, you know, well-validated guidelines to shoot for. Those guidelines would include getting a lighting ordinance worked into the land use code, inventorying all outdoor lighting in Lake Placid, and establishing an ongoing light pollution monitoring program. Winkler says it will be a multi-year process. And, and you know, it's going to take a long time to get there. There's a lot that we will need to do. It's you know a lot of incremental change. But I think that it's something that, you know, I, I think the community could rally behind. Winkler says a place to start for Lake Placid residents and folks across the region is to look at your own exterior lights. If you stand outside your house and you look at the lights you have, can you see bare bulbs? And if you can, it's probably a light that could be better shielded. And then the second thing is, do you actually need to have the lights that you have on at night on at night? If not, remove them or turn them off for a while. See if you miss them. You can make your own neighborhood a little darker for yourself and your neighbors. Amy Feierisel, North Country Public Radio. We have more news all the time on our website, ncpr.org. Music today by Christopher Watts of Canton and Oscar Sarmiento of Pottstown. I'm David Summerstein, North Country Public Radio.